Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Just wanted to hit you guys with something. Um, I actually said it on Sunday, and um, I was just thinking, you know, I, I get on this trip in Montana, and I get out uh into the wilderness. We go off-grid camping, uh, no cell service, no anything like that. And, um, and I love it because it's literally an actual unplug from the world. It's an unplug from everything that can steal your time, right? We have, we have a, a lot of things with these devices. Now, d- the devices are not bad, Devices are helpful. We live in a digital world. We're moving in that direction. A lot of things are faster with phones and iPads and computers. So it's not the technology that's bad. It just ends up rolling into stealing our self-control. And um, I call this don't waste your time because I feel like we tend to worry. We tend to get worked up. We tend to believe outside voices rather than just putting our blinders on and just sticking with the word of God. And it's something we all have to work at because all day long we have different, what, scenarios, different things coming our way, different reports, different, um, you know, stuff going on with our own family, within our own lives, our friends. And sometimes that begins to alter. And, you know, so I just wanted to, to call it Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time worrying. Don't waste your time giving thoughts to things that are not thoughts above, right? He says, listen, put your thoughts on things above. So if we're, if we're not putting our thoughts on things above, then they've got to be on everything down here. Cause you're not gonna, you know, it's like, look at with your eyes, try to look, uh, one up and one down. Does that work? No, it doesn't work. (laughs) You can't do it. So you can't have your thoughts above, right? On things, on things above and then worry about stuff. But you surely can have your thoughts down here on earth and be worrying about everything and compromising and giving in to uh, things of the world and giving in to, right, Leslie, it's a very funny, it's, you can't do it. Um, And so I just said, I, I was like, oh, Maddie goes, what? <laughs> she didn't know it was my title. She's like, mom, what's your title? I was like, don't waste your time. <laughs> and then Maddie was like, mom, what's your title? <laughs> I was like, Maddie, I'm not telling you don't waste your time. I'm telling you that's the title. Don't waste your time. She's a lot of fun. <laughs> and so we have to get out of this mindset of listening to anything that's contrary to the word of God. And it doesn't have to be like something so super spiritual. It's just simple as, you know, the world tells you you're going to run out of something. Okay, so the world tells us in the last couple years that we're going to run out of so many things, right? Gas. Okay, listen, there's so much oil in the earth's ground. Our Heavenly Father made all of it. So there, there's nothing we have to believe with that. What about eggs? Okay. So I, I wrote in this 
uh, last Miracle Word magazine, how there's no shortages in the kingdom because there are no shortages in the kingdom. And I referred back to when the Israelites were in the desert and manna was brought to them and there was an instruction when the provision was given. The provision was given to the Israelites and the instruction was what? The instruction was eat it up, collect it and eat it up. Don't save anything for tomorrow. And there were people who didn't believe that anything else was going to be coming. They didn't believe. They worried. They worried about it. They believed what they saw around them. They believed in the natural. They thought, oh my gosh, we're going to only get this blessing one time. We're only going to get this provision one time. But that he knew, listen, I'm a guy, I'm a God of unlimited supply. Because why? Because he's the creator. There's an unlimited supply of things that God has created in this earth. So there's nothing we ever have to uh, waste our time on worrying, on trying to figure things out. We have to learn to live carefree. Not, and people, people get so mad. You know, people get mad at, at Ted and I. They just think, you know, they, they turn being carefree into um, like being stupid, but we're not unwise. We're very wise in decisions. We're very wise in how we run our life. And we, we consult the word of God and, and we consult uh, him and we ask and we're led by the Holy Spirit. But we live a very carefree life because we're not worried about the things that God says that's not for you to even think about. He says, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. So when you care for somebody, what is that? You, there's people that have jobs out there, right? They're called caregivers. And their main purpose is to care for others. Make sure people are fed there around. What? Bathed, cleaned up. That, you know, sometimes caregivers, they, they go grocery shopping for you. They take you to the store. They're a caregiver. They're giving care. They're giving care to somebody. So that's what, that's what you know, Ted and I strive to be is that we're carefree. We're carefree free in the things that do not pertain to us and shortages, lack, things we're going to be without. That's not the mentality. That's not the vocabulary of a child of God. So therefore we don't worry about things. The world tells you a shortage in eggs. Well, who made chickens, right? Who made chickens? Our, our God the one we serve. So if he's the creator of the chicken, then surely he will keep create and keep creating more eggs to come out of the chicken. We're never going to run out of eggs. The, if we keep listening to Walmart and Publix and Harris Teeter and Kroger and Wegmans and all the stores out there, Albertsons, over the word of God, then we've capped ourselves. We've capped ourselves to only receive what's in the grocery store. That's it. So if they run out, we run out. But that's not how I want to live my life. That's not how you live your life. That's not how you want to live your life. As a believer, we don't want to cap ourselves here in the world on, and while we're here. Only enough, just enough to get by, just enough to make means. No, that's not 
our vocabulary. I'm not capping myself to what is on the shelf at Publix. That's a grocery store by me. I'm not gonna say, well, if they're out of eggs, then I'm never gonna get eggs again. No, our Heavenly Father is a creator and he will create things in our life that we need, just like the ravens bringing stuff. We, we have to realize that he's gonna use any means possible to get things to his children and we're his children. And he's a wonderful, loving, heavenly father. People who don't know what they're talking about with crazy doctrine, <laughs> to think that he wants to put something on you or he wants to make you live a struggle life and he wants you to, to go through something is, is somebody who doesn't, I, I mean, one, read their Bible, two, has zero revelation of who their savior is, needs to study the names of God. Uh, if they, I think if they studied the names of God out, they'd actually realize what each one stands for and what each one is offered to us. And then that's who our heavenly father is. You know, I have a really good earthly father, but my heavenly father far surpasses the goodness of my heavenly father, right? Doesn't the Bible say that? Our, our earthly fathers, not everyone had a good one, but that doesn't mean that that's gotta be your only view of what a father is. We're gonna have to squish out <laughs> things in our mind, take out things that we think like I said, a preconceived idea. You went through something. Now this is your preconceived idea of what, you know, it's supposed to happen. This is a preconceived idea of what a father is, a preconceived idea of what a mother is, because, you know, either I didn't have one or she was abusive or she didn't say nice things. A preconceived idea of how I'm supposed to raise my kids. Why? Because there's a checklist often in, who knows what website and this is what I'm supposed to do and this is how I'm supposed to feed them and this is the kind of diaper there's a preconceived idea no nobody needs to live that way as a child of God there are things that maybe we've gone through that we need to wash away in the blood of Jesus and start fresh and start new amen amen um okay so when I was out there in the the Bighorn Mountains of Wyoming, another thing that I laugh, like we rent ATVs and uh, we go, I mean, eight hours a day, we're just hitting trails. We're like deep, thick in the woods. We're out roaming on sides of mountains with cows. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, maybe a hundred trails and they're just, I mean, all over. You can go eight hours in a day and um, still not even cover that much. So was as we're out there and I'm just surrounded. Listen, everybody at least once in their life needs to take a vacation out like Midwest, get out of the city. Like, listen, New York City is one of my favorite places to be. Um, I love, I love city life. I'm born and raised in down here. So like I, I'm a city girl. I get, I love it. I love city life, but everybody needs to go out and explore, get out of the noise and detach yourself and get out there and see, I'm telling you there's so much, it's just vast Boop, land, mountains, trees. You can just look out. I mean, as far as you can even see naturally, 
and it's just land. So we're not out of resources. We are definitely not out of lumber. <laughs> Trying to scare us, right? We're out of we're out of lumber. We can't build. Houses are going to take longer. We can't do this. And they tell you these things and they jack up the prices. We could just go and cut down all of these trees and nobody would have a problem. And guess what? There would still be trees for years, even if we kept cutting down trees right now. But they want us to, to think that we're running out. What does the Bible say in Genesis? As long as the earth remains, there'll be what? Summer, winter, seed time, harvest. So there is a repetitive cycle of provision for us as children of God. And that's why I get out there and I detach myself and I just get away, I step away from the noise and I just take it all in. I take it all in because it, it just puts you in a place with your creator to be like, look, look around, look around. I, I watch the animals, I watch, we saw nine moose, two elk. I mean, you obviously see tons of deer out there. And I just look around and I'm like, I didn't see one deer come out of the forest with a mask on. I didn't see one vaccination booth set up amongst the trees. You know, there weren't squirrels lined up to get shots. Um, the birds were not swooping in to get shots. Uh, I didn't see any moose out there with knobby knees. They weren't nervous or shaking because of a quote unquote variant coming alive again somehow. <laughs> nobody, nobody did anything. We literally were like dusty, dirty. Nobody cared about soap. There was no hand sanitizer being thrown in your face. There was no like, yeah, go sing happy birthday 19 times to wash your hands and then your hands are raw. And there was, there was none of that. There was none of that. That's right, Leslie. There were no ravens coming in with needles and vials. None. It was amazing. I, I was very shocked. And all I could think about when I was flying home was Matthew chapter 6. And this is important because it's red words and we know what that means. I'm going to start with 25. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear? Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. And seriously, I did. I would look at each animal and I would watch them. And they would either be, you know, nervous because you stepped on a twig or they're just minding their own business. Birds would swoop down and try to get your, you know, your breakfast at the campsite. Deer is drinking in the, the creek. Moose are eating down the street. I, I mean, like, not a care. They did not go to sleep wondering what was going to happen the next day. Was there going to be enough grass to graze? Was there going to be enough nuts in the trees? Was there going to be, you know, 
was this was this disease coming into the forest and now they were going to have to migrate out not even a care not even a thought not even a thought they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them i love that look at the birds they're not spending their nights rocking in the tree on the tree limb. Okay, I need to store up stuff. I'm gonna be without this famine, this running out of tissue paper, and we're running out of this, and we're running out of baby formula, and we're running out of, you know, who knows what they wanna sell this we're running out of. Oh, I, I, I went to blow up balloons for um, oh, someone's birthday. Maybe it was Maddie's birthday, I don't even know. It was sometime this year. And there were, and usually my grocery store allows me to bring in balloons and I just pay for helium to blow up if they don't have the type of balloons I want. So I went to go over there and they refused to do it. They told me there was a helium shortage. I was like, I chuckled. And I told the guy, I was like, listen, I'm not laughing at you. I said, I'm laughing because there seems to be a shortage of anything they want to just say there's a shortage of. Now we're at a shortage of helium, so you can't blow balloons from my daughter's birthday because there's a shortage of helium. So it's like, what's the next thing that's going to be a shortage of? It, it's just like, there's a shortage of milk and a shortage of this and a shortage of that. And we have to get that mentality of, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not even going to care about it. I'm not even going to give it two thoughts. Why? For one, See, see, this is why Ted and I always stress the basics, doing Bible study made simple, learning how to study your Bible, learning how to get what God says, get that revelation. Because when something comes up against your thoughts, when there's something that's uh, contrary to the word of God, immediately something should pop up from this word that says, wait a second, but the Lord says this on this situation. Wait a second. I remember that story from the Bible. Now, if he did it then, he can do it today. Wait a second. You know what I mean? So like when all the shortages are happening, I'm thinking of God bringing the manna. I'm thinking of the ravens. I'm thinking of how the Lord led Elisha by the, by the brook and he protected him and he provided water out in a desert. I start thinking of Matthew 6. Why? Because it's in my arsenal. Because I'm not going to allow things like that to start swaying me into panic buys and panic and this is going to happen and what, what's going to go on and, and things like that. That's not how it's going to be. It's going to be, wait a second, halt. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. That's what I have to tell the enemy. My last broadcast, I told you to tell him to knock it off. This one, just say, don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. You know, we don't always have to be like yelling at the devil in like high pitch tongues, rebuking him constantly. It could literally be an authoritative, don't waste my time. I don't believe you. Don't waste my time. All right. So it says, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Yes. The answer is yes. Animals are below us. I know that this world, once again, pushes in your face that we have to save everything. Animals are equal. Animals, have, animals don't have spirits. 
animals aren't thinking the things we think. You know, listen, I have pets. I get it. You have pets. You love your dog. You love your cat. You love your lizard, your snake, whatever you have, your hamsters. Uh, it, yeah, but it doesn't matter because it is different. They are animals. And we have been ha- put to have dominion over the animals. So we're higher. God holds us higher. We're his ultimate creation. Everything he made was great, but we topped the cake. So we have dominion over this earth. We have dominion over the animals and we are higher than them. Just don't forget that. Care for your pets, care for God's creation. Yes, but they do not supersede us as humans. Never, ever, ever. All right. So if he cares for them, obviously he's saying, I care way more for my children. Okay. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, will he certainly care for you? And I love it because look what he says next. Why do you have so little faith? And we have to stop and think. The Lord is asking each and every one of us, when we get into that state, when we get into that nervous, that um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next. I got a bad report. He's saying, why so little faith? Listen, we need to be ever increasing in our faith. We have to work towards it. Fight for that fight of faith. Work towards it. There's something you've never done before. You've never believed before. There's something you've never uh, conquered in your life, in your faith walk. Make that a goal before the end of the year. I always look at it as, you know, and it's always small stuff. It could be, it could be anything that you're saying, I've never been able to get over or get past or do, but I'm going to make it a goal because once you do that, you feel it. You're like, okay, yeah, I conquered that mountain. All right, I'm going down. And then when I'm faced with another one, I, I've already conquered a mountain. I've already done it. I've already, you know, that's with anything natural in our life, right? You're like, I want to learn how to ride a bike. Okay. You go after it. You fall and get up, fall, get up, fall, get up, skin your knee, cry, you know, all that. Then you get back on and it just clicks. Well, now you're like, okay, I conquered that. I can ride a bike. Okay. And sometimes then that gets boring, right? Sometimes. And then we have to remember What's the next thing that we can go after and challenge ourselves, challenge our life to increase our faith? What can we do? Don't just stay at the one mountain that you conquered. Don't just stay at the one thing that you've learned how to do. No, press in, go harder, go higher, because you're going to get to that point. Faith is not capped. We're going to ever be increasing in our faith walk as long as we're here on earth. So make faith goals to be better at something, to believe greater for something and see it come to pass. Um, 
So he said, why do you have so little faith? Verse 31. So don't worry. Don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Don't say that anymore. Don't say, well, where am I going to live? Not that you can't ask that question, but there is certain ways that people take what they're saying and their thought really is in doubt. Okay. They're not really genuinely saying like, okay, so we're moving. So where are we going to live? They say in a way like, there's no way I can possibly live in that neighborhood. There's just no way. There's no way I could possibly ever have a car like that. That's what I mean. That's not faith. Not genuinely saying like, oh, well, I'm going to move and I'm looking to find a city. Where shall I live? That's not what he's saying. He's saying it in that way. Like you're saying you're, you're actually asking a question, but your question is turning into a, a doubt statement of I'll never get there. I'll never get to that point. That won't be for me. It might be for them, but it's not going to be for me. And he's saying, don't do that. Don't ask those questions. Those aren't faith questions. Ask it as, how can I get there? How, Lord, can I give that? How can I have that? How can I be that person? Change, flip, flip, flip your vocabulary. Just like I said at the beginning, flip what you say. It changes your thoughts. So don't worry about these things. And I love verse 32 because then it says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. You are not an unbeliever. So your thought life should be completely flipped around from those who do not believe in Jesus, who are not saved and who are un unbelievers. I mean, it's crazy that you can be saved, like believe enough to believe in Jesus, but then don't believe in anything else that he offers. I believe in Jesus because it's my ticket into heaven. That's a lot of people. But then they have a hard time believing that he's a good father, believing that he's a healer, believing that he's a deliverer, believing that he's a comforter, believing, you know, so you can be saved and still be in doubt and unbelief because the only thing you really believe and probably barely is that he, he's your savior. But you know, there's other things to the package deal. Once you get saved that you need to keep believing in. Okay. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. How wonderful is that? We don't have to give him a list. We don't have to say, hey, Lord, this is what I'm, I need. This is what I'm in trouble with. This is what he knows. He already knows. And then it says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So whatever you're thinking about right now, when I say he will give you everything you need. Put a period on it, Lord. This is what I need. Lord, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm asking for. And, and you do it by faith. You do it by, that's it, Lord. 
I'm going to put a, a statement piece on that. I'm not putting a question mark. I've said this plenty of times. Don't put a question mark where God has put a period on things. And we're going to say, listen, enemy, don't waste your time with your lies. Don't waste your time with your annex. Don't waste your time with your show. Don't waste your time with trying to trip me up. Don't waste your time with a bad report. Don't waste your, I don't have time for it. I know what the word of God says. I know he's my provider. I know he's going to give me every good and perfect gift comes down from above. I know that's for my life. And so that's how we're going to start speaking out the rest of this year. Don't look at your situation right now. Don't just look at the house you're living in. Don't just look at the car you're driving and say, this is it. Don't just look at the job that you have. Don't just look at a report that you've just been given, maybe a diagnosis about your body. That's not the end of it. We serve the author and the finisher of our faith. The enemy doesn't have permission to write the last chapter of our life. Our Heavenly Father has already written it. Let's jump into the flow of the good things that God has for us. And you're gonna see them. And I'm, I'm standing with you and I'm believing that you're gonna see them too. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being a wonderful, loving, generous Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, that you know all of our needs, you know all of our desires for you've put them in our heart. You know everything that we need to get to where you want us to be. You know everything we need to give to us to get where you've asked us to be. So Lord, we're stepping out in faith on words of obedience and we're asking for you to provide for them. Provide a way, provide finances, provide for our families, provide for increase, production. Thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing in our life that we're never gonna be without. We're never gonna have the mind of an unbeliever for we are women of faith. We're never gonna have thoughts of, of doubt and insecurity. The word of God says that we take our thoughts captive and we teach them to obey Christ. So Lord, we stand up in our rightful place of authority of women of God and we say, listen, enemy, don't waste my time. You knock it off. You overstage your welcome. I'm putting a boundary line around my home, around my family, around my body, around my thoughts, around my mouth. And I'm going to speak the word of God. Lord, I ask you for the fire of God to be imparted into everyone listening to this, everyone watching this today, that a fresh revelation of the word of God jumps up into their spirit man, that they're going to know more of the word of God by the end of this year. Let it be a light into their spirit man, Lord. Let they continue to uh, shed off natural sight and jump into supernatural eyesight, Lord. Thank you for opening doors, making a way and providing for us. We love you so much much, Lord. We're so, so very thankful for your goodness. So very thankful that you're not a man that you don't lie. So very thankful that you'll always be there for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.